Good evening, and welcome to our podcast. 170, written October 8th, 2023. The title of our podcast today is God's Open Door Policy. First off, I'd like to state man's open door policy that we use personally or in businesses today is different than God's open door policy. One key point is God's open door. No man, and might I add, no devil can shut nor open it. Jesus is the door, and he has the key. Let's read my scripture that led me to this subject. And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia in Philadelphia, write, These things say he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David. He that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Because thou hast kept my word of patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world, to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh, I will make a pillow in the temple of my God, and the, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from God, from my God, and I will write upon him my new name, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Revelation 3, 7 through 13. Read it. God says to the Philadelphia church of our day, Yes, you're small, but significant. Significant in that you have touched my heart. And I want to commend you for your obedience. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door and no man can shut. For now has, for thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name as God's word is eternal. The same message from, for them rather, during Bible times is relevant for us today. Listen, don't 
frowned upon your small beginnings because they are ones that yield great accomplishments. When placed in the hand of God, it is said that you can do anything. In fact, the scriptures say that from our Lord. Now, Tyra Thyra was the smallest church of the seven, with Philadelphia probably second. But they all were not far apart. They were in an industrial, industrious area where a lot of business took place. So church folks had a job. Church folks could go to church and they thrived there. Good place to present the gospel. Two, number two, they had a good report. Both Philadelphia and Sardis. And five didn't. Because the word of God is living and eternal. All lessons in the Bible can be applied throughout Earth's history. Please don't forget that. We may read a scripture in Exodus, but did you know it applies today? Yes, it does. So pay attention. I chose this gem of the open door policy for this church because God said so. He said he opened the door and no man can shut it. And you can apply that to your life. An open door policy is where you're open to others' thoughts, opinions, and ideas. A policy which allows anyone to come and share their views and thoughts on a matter or even a suggestion for improvement. Now, even God says, come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though, though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Isaiah 118. Read it. So if Almighty God, through the blood of Jesus Christ, has opened up his door there in heaven to hear our little measly requests or suggestions, could we not, down here, come up with a good open-door policy where people can feel open and free to share their views and thoughts without haters and bullying? Think about that. An open-door policy in business tells us that employees can come to their manager and our supervisor and with questions complaints, suggestions, or even challenge their viewpoints without fear of retaliation. That is if you're dealing with a good manager or boss. There are some managers who are so close-knit 
close-minded, though they say they have an open-door policy, but the door is always closed. And if you don't get an appointment to see them, you could be fired just by entering the door. That's extreme. But it has happened. Kind of like the old kings of old who only extended a scepter to whom he will. God will never do that because Jesus flung wide open the doors of heaven forever to every man, woman, and child. You never told, you're never, rather, you're never too young, you're never too old, you're never too rich or poor, and here's a good one, you're never too far lost that you can't find your way back to God through Jesus Christ. Remember that one. Wait, Brother Dean, scriptures say if you blaspheme against the Holy Ghost, you can never be forgiven. That's true. I've heard that a lot. Let's visit that now. Get some clearance. Wherefore, I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men, and whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Matthew 12, 31 and 32. Read it. As I said before, God has an open door policy. When a man set out to say things against Jesus, the Son of God, God winks. In other words, God can see a day and time in the future when that same man or woman will be glorifying his son Jesus. If God struck every man or woman or child down for their first sin, we would all be lost. There won't be any people there. Why I say that? Because the scriptures say all have sinned. Romans 3.23, read it. You see, God sees and knows the end from the beginning. And of course, the beginning to the end. Isaiah 4.16, read that too. But when men specifically set out toward a downward dark path, continuing to say and or do things against the Holy Spirit, that pretty much a seal deal, as we would say. Now let me clarify what I mean by that. Whenever you come before a committee or business in a court or law or whatever, you don't see the whole presentation of the deal and our case on the first day of motion. You got to go through a few 
And when it comes to a conclusion, all the evidence is laid out. And when everybody agrees and or disagrees, then the deal or the verdict is read or sealed. So back up in my statement about blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, your first mistake is not a seal deal. Okay? And you got scripture to support that. It is not in one incident that determines your fate. God is a merciful God. God is not going to throw you into hell just because you had one stumble or one fall. You see, the Holy Spirit works is a lifetime appointment to each and every one of us. Jesus assigned him to work with us to see us through to the kingdom of God for salvation. God looks at our lifetime from when we were born to the time we first sinned and until we die. The Holy Spirit works with you to help correct your mistakes or your sins and bring you back to God through the blood of Jesus. Now, there comes a time when a man makes up his mind, this is important now, that he says that he's not going to change for good, but is bent toward evil. In essence, he continually sinned. And only God, only God knows when that time comes. As God looks upon the heart, 1 Samuel 16, 7, read it. God knows when you have rejected his Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost seals the deal. Notice, I said, you and the Holy Ghost, in essence, you write your own fate over time. If you continually reject the Holy Spirit's wooing and loving outreach for your salvation as he tried to bring you into the kingdom of God, then the Holy Spirit agrees with your decision that you don't want to be saved. And nobody will be in heaven who don't want to be there. Promise you. You're kind of like Satan. See, he, he had thousands of years to repent, but he kept doing evil and his deal got sealed at the cross. Him being thrown out of heaven didn't seal his deal. That was just meant he got put in a spiritual prison, banned from his heavenly home if you will, and the beginning of his trial on earth. Oh, wait, wait, how can that be? I thought we were going to judge the wicked in heaven. Yes, we will, but we got to get, we got to gather the evidence. The evidence is being displayed every time Satan does evil. Okay. Meaning everything he's done from Adam to Jesus dying on the cross, he was presenting his case that he con was continually evil. 
One day, he'll go into a physical prison. Two. Revelation 20, 1 through 3. The angel is going to actually take him and put him away for a thousand years. As he can't, this is what I mean by physical, as he can't harm the earth anymore. There won't be any inhabitants, any, any inhabitants for him to harm because they'll be struck down by the brightness of Christ's coming. Okay? He can't harm anyone anymore. That will probably be another podcast. Got to deal with that a little closer. But when Jesus died on the cross, that sealed Satan's deal. Guilty as charged. So friends, don't think it if you make your first mistake today, you're doomed to hell. God is not like that. No, that, that's what the, the devil would like for you to believe. But rather, get on your knees immediately and repent. And the reason I said immediately, because as man, we have a tendency to forget. Nip that sin in the bud right here and now. You see, until a man's mind is completely made up, the Holy Spirit still has a chance to reach out and work on his salvation. That's why Jesus said when you blasphemed against the Holy Spirit, there's no forgiveness. What he meant by that is he had your whole life trying to get you to repent and be saved because he knows the Holy Spirit has a lifetime effort to save you. So if God spends your whole life trying to save you and you still refuse it, he has no choice but to let you go. It's not a one-shot deal where you sin today and you go to hell tomorrow. See, Jesus was warning those Pharisees and Sadducees in that conversation in the scripture that they were stepping across the line when they attributed the work of the Holy Spirit of God to demons. Now tell me, did Jesus turn and tell any one of those men in that conversation that you're damned to hell right then and there? No. No. He was giving them a warning that you don't do this because he knows man, man's going to make mistakes. He knows we're sinful by nature. So he was giving them a warning that they have started that path attributing God's Holy Spirit's work to the spirit of demons. And that's that unforgiving act. Simply warning, no, don't do that. He was mercifully warning his enemies that, you know, those Pharisees and Sadducees was Jesus's enemies, but he was warning them. Some may have listened and may, maybe not like us. Hmm. So don't be surprised if some of the men who were in that conversation repented 
after that warning, some of those Pharisees and Sadducees you may see in heaven who later repented. We don't know a man's heart. God does. Listen, they were human just like us. They didn't get zapped into hell immediately. They got it wrong. And out of God's mercy, Jesus was reaching out right then and there, telling them, you, do, you don't do that. Like a parent warns a child, no, you can't get, you, you can get hurt rather. So don't do that, honey. My parents may have slapped me on the hands. This is kind of like Jesus was basically slapping them on the hand as to say, no, you don't do that. I hope it clears up any question you have had about blaspheme of the Holy, Holy Ghost and being damned to hell immediately. That, that don't, God don't operate like that because if he did, none of us would be here. Okay. If not, if not, if you're not satisfied with that, text me. I'm willing to talk with you about this. Okay. Or reach out to your own minister. They are preachers of the word. They'll tell you. God ain't going to zap you in the hell if you make one mistake. God's open door policy started with Adam. They could speak directly to God Almighty. That's what God wanted in man. Fellowship, a friend, a son, a daughter, his children. But sin came in and started man's downward spiral. Satan appeared to have shut the door on man. However, but God said, no man can shut the door. That includes Satan. Satan didn't know God's plan of salvation. How? What God did in slaying that lamb in the garden of Eden, taking the coat of the lamb to cover man's nakedness represented how Jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross would one day cover our sins, restore man's life eternally, and keeping God's door open for mankind. You see, ever since Adam, God has been trying to call man. He started with Adam, where art thou? Even till today, he says, Gene, where art thou? And you may have heard him call your name. He is still calling us to save us, even to the point of having his son die on the cross. That through his shed blood, God saves as many as will enter through his open door. 
Jesus Christ. And that, my friends, is great mercy. Pray with me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God. I repent of my sins. Please come into my heart. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. My friend, if you prayed that prayer, as the scriptures say, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. You are now a part of the family of God. Amen? Amen. Now, a word with my Father. Lord God, as you continue to call men out of darkness to your marvelous light in Jesus Christ, your Son, I thank you for allowing me to be part of your ministry. And Lord God, please let this sink into people's hearts that you're not a tyrant, that you don't strike us down because we made one mistake. But it takes over a lifetime that you judge man, not for one mistake. Thank you for being so loving. In your son Jesus, I pray. Amen. Now, if you or someone you know have further need of prayer, please contact us here at Heaven's Prayer Link. We'd love to pray with you. God bless you.